real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to another episode of Real Chills. This time we have our friend Zoe August. My first creepy story, I guess, starts when I was a kid. I started having a recurring dream about this girl named Mary who was buried in our wall <gasps> in my parents' house. And this is like years and years of this dream and this girl talking to me. Um, and it was just something that like kind of happened and it was a old Victorian house, like early 1800s. And I'm not the only one who had experiences there. My dad has seen multiple different ghosts and had experiences there. I have, and my brother has. And when I was older, I started researching and it, it used to be known as the Bratton house, the Bratton boarding house. And there was a lady named Mary Bratton who lived there with her two sisters. And so that was like the first kind of recurring thing. But the most recent creepy story happened when we're in my current house that I own with my husband and I have my three kids there. We've been there for five years. Last Easter, this dude stopped by and was asking about my husband's truck that we had for sale in the front yard. And didn't really think anything of it. He told my husband that he used to live in our house. And then he like went along and I was like, oh, his name is Jacob. And I knew that we had known the people, this family who lived in the house that we currently live in, but I wasn't expecting anything to happen after he visited. But that night I had this nightmare and I was back in my parents' house. There was this dude with no face staring at me. And just like, I felt all of these people around me and Mary was there and it was this whole creepy thing. And I woke up and I thought Dan, my husband was over me, strangling me. And I like finally kind of realized that I was awake, but dreaming still Mm -hmm. and woke Dan up and was like just sweating bullets and just had a terrible feeling. And it felt like less ghost-like because I've had lots of ghost experiences. It felt more like demon, which is Mm. super creepy. I was shaking and the next morning my son came in and told me he had a dream at Nana Pop-Pop's house and there was a man with no face and a bunch of dead people around him. So he had the exact same (laughs) nightmare that I had. And it was Easter Sunday. It was all just really weird shit. And actually, I'll back up a little bit. This is like a multi-day story. I woke up in the morning, went to my daughter's room, and she wasn't there. And just her rocking horse was there. And then I woke up. And then I got her. And there was a man in the hall. And then... I went to her room and it was the rocking horse and I was stuck in like dreaming for so long. And then I finally woke up and I was like, what is happening? I kind of blocked a bunch of details out (laughs) from this story because it was really disturbing. And my husband was creeped out and I was just like, I think I need to like, I started panicking and feeling like something was off in our house. And I 
looked up what to do and I like got sage and incense and like a salt lamp and all kinds of crap to try and clear out the energy. I went to work, came home and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like we're going to cleanse the house. So I open all the windows in our whole house, open the doors like what I read basically like the most generic version was going around the house I can't remember if it was clockwise or counterclockwise now my daughters and I walked around the house from the basement and then we went to the first floor second floor and up to the attic and like we said together <laughs> like this little pant almost like yeah. all negative energy needs to leave you're not welcome here mm -hmm. only good is welcome here and mm -hmm. the whole you know when you get that like wavy brain feeling when you feel like a presence so that started happening immediately by the time we got up to the attic the windows started slamming shut whoa I was trying to be chill and my kids are like, mom. And I'm like, it's okay, guys. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's go back down to dad. And like the last part was you like sweep the thresholds of your house outward. And then you like shut the doors and you put salt, like a salt line at the threshold. So that was the plan. So I get downstairs my kids are freaked out. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> Dan, his job was to like sweep the thresholds and then he was supposed to like hose them off after that. And I get down, he starts sweeping. I hear him start hosing. And I'm like, okay, see, this is all good tonight. We're just going to be all hunky dory. And um, he comes back into the house like 15 minutes later and he's he looks like a green gray color and I was like are you okay and he's like I think something's on my back and I was like uh <laughs> okay I was like maybe you just need to take a shower and he's like the hose blew off the side of the house and he was hooding off the oh, no. <laughs> I'm like oh okay and he's like and I think there's a lot of people out in the yard and I was like go what? take a shower and like <laughs> I was like okay okay and I'm like to my kids I'm like oh it's fine guys let's watch a movie and I'm like oh my god like I'm <laughs> fucked this up <laughs> whatever was stirred up from this other guy who used to live in our house visiting like was pissed now <laughs> like, so the host blows off we're trying to be cool Dan looks like shit and he doesn't believe in like anything <laughs> and like he comes down and I like make him pee and I definitely slept with like my lamp on that mm. night and just like kept waking up again just you know I haven't had these I haven't had nightmares like that since I was a kid and like things happening like windows slamming shut and the hose blowing off so I go to work the next day he was home for some reason and he was like I'm gonna go pick up the kids and then he text me and he's like my car won't start oh he was home because oh before that our microwave caught on fire when I <laughs> went to microwave something that same night so he stayed home to try and fix it and then he was like I'm just gonna buy a new microwave he's like I'm gonna go pick it up I'm gonna pick the kids up from school and my car won't start and I was like just 
Yeah, I was like, take the truck because we had the truck for sale. Uh-huh. And he was like, okay, yeah, good idea. And he was like, it won't start. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Both of the trucks wouldn't start. I'm like, oh my God, like trying to figure out what to do. Then he finally was able to leave. Like one of the cars just started up after like half an hour. And he got home and our hot water heater, it was like, again, this is over the course of like 72 hours. Um, Our hot water heater blew up. What? Oh, no. <laughs> it was so crazy. And I'm like calling my mom and she was like, I think you might need to call like a pastor. To call yeah. House. Yeah. And there was one other thing, like one other crazy thing that happened. Something else broke or something else like blew up in our house, but I can't think of what it was now. Again, blocked it out. What ended up actually kind of settling everything down is he went out in the yard where he said he felt like there were a lot of people watching him. And I was like, just say like that that guy doesn't live here. He's not coming back and whatever happened, like you're sorry for it. And just say it out loud because we need to nip this shit in the butt now. Like I can't live. I was considering leaving my home. Yeah. And that was definitely one of the more scary things, but I have a couple other incidents. Like, well, when I lived in Richmond, I used to see this girl, I would wake up and she was sitting at the foot of my bed. Yeah. And like, just turn over and go back to sleep. <laughs> no, like, what do you do? Yeah. 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 But there was like an angrier kind of ghost in that house too. And when my sister Caitlin and I are together, we tend to like be a magnet for ghosts, I guess. Everything started getting weird in that house. And we decided to have a like priest come and try and cleanse it I guess and he did and he left and everything was like okay but the energy was definitely stirred up and we had a cat at the time named Chewy and we had the front door open Caitlin and I were about to go out for the evening and we were like hoping to just chill and be calm after the whole what's it called when you like expel a demon like an exorcism <laughs> after we had our house exercise um and blessed, I was like even blessed, maybe not full exercise is, maybe just blessed maybe blessed is a better way of putting it so um we open up the door we're standing there talking to Dan and I was like oh my god Chewy just ran out and she was like no he didn't but he did just then and then we turn around and he's sitting on the couch so we like separately saw these two things run out of the house led us to actually have the guy come and bless our house um was that we were sitting on the back porch and we felt someone grab us like that was when it was like all right (laughs) it's like once things start touching you it's too much yeah yeah Um, that we went the same sister and I were on a Disney trip for our other sister's birthday she's like a Disney fanatic and we were walking back to the room and there was this dude walking behind us and he just kept getting closer and closer and closer and right when I was about to be like buddy you need to back up and it was like 11 at night he wasn't there 
and oh. over and it's like where did that guy go and she's like I don't know he was just here and like <laughs> just so she and I have a couple of these kinds of experiences over the years and I just it's been a constant thread for me and my dad has like the same thing from when he was a kid till now so they just left that my childhood home the old Victorian house where Mary Bratton is and that well they left like two years ago they started renovating this other house and we're kind of slowly moving out but I was helping them pack up one night they weren't living there still at the time and we went to eat at like Chili's or something that was close to where they live and we're sitting there and I was like oh Harry my son Harrison wanted one of the Hess trucks because my dad like hoards toys so he's like oh I'll just run back and get it because it's like less than a five minute drive and he gets back to Chili's and he's like well she's mad and I was like oh who's mad and he was like I went in I got the truck and then all of the cabinet doors opened and slammed shut and all of the lights in the whole house shut off I was like, again, I told him the same thing. I was like, you need to go say it out loud, like that you're leaving. The whole vibe of the house was disturbed, but yeah, I feel like I could keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Those are really incredible stories. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm just like, doesn't everyone have stories like this? (laughs) I feel like there's two types of people in the world. People who definitely have stories like that and people who wish they had stories like that yeah. and that are the latter. <laughs> I would be cool with not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. That's totally understandable. It's a lot. What about smells for you guys? Because sometimes I feel like in my house when I moved in, like I smell this like woman's perfume. Ooh. Nope. Nothing like that. I mean, I have <laughs> the smell already. I live in Philly. It almost always smells bad here. So <laughs> it's really hard to discern. If you catch a random smell, it's literally be coming from any direction. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Oh, also, yeah, my neighbor, my downstairs neighbor makes dog treats. Like, it's her job. So our house often smells like whatever the dog treat of the day is. So we're happy when it's like blueberry and we're real sad when it's any meat type dog treat. <laughs> it really depends. So is it her job or is it like she does it like it's her job? No, she owns like a little, like a small business, okay, a dog like treat business. Know. Yeah. So it's like all day. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Shout out Memo's dog treat. She's the best. You should all buy dog treats. I'm sure the dog treats are great. I'm sure it is just difficult sharing like a floor slash ceiling with she'll her. like message me and be like sorry <laughs> i'll be like uh, i'll just leave i'll just go away today <laughs> thanks for the heads up anyway i have like a lot of questions about your stories i'm first of all obsessed with mary did you say mary's last name did you like look into this do you know if mary's Brat- a person yes yeah it was known as the bratton boarding house so it was three sisters okay no i did learn a little bit of the history but I don't know that Mary even lived there like her other sisters were kind of old maids and they were teachers at the local high school wow I can't remember their names right now one might have been Catherine but yeah um I think Mary didn't even end up living there right 
But like, yeah, in their garage, there's a big old sign that says Bratton Boarding House. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Maybe there's like some kind of sentimental object or something of hers that was like, yeah, maybe. But I, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like reading about it. And then, well, so I found a picture of one of the sisters and it was like in the old newspaper, the Cecil Wig, and it was like Catherine Bratton or whatever her first name would be. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to my brother and he was like, holy fuck, that's her. Like, what? <laughs> so you saw one so, of them and then so your siblings there together? So we had a dream about the one and we had all seen this other one. Oh. The angry one who's still there is like, she lives on the third floor and my bedroom was up on the third floor. Oh no. There's a stairwell. So the stairwell is like, you can see up the middle of it to the third floor. So if someone's looking down, mm-hmm. like you can look yeah. right up. Yeah. Um, and it always, she's always watching. <laughs> Not like you couldn't always see her, but you could always feel her. Yeah. When Mary would talk to you, what would she say? I don't remember. Okay. We're just like this, these dreams where she just kept trying to talk to me. So I've had a lot of like different ghost dreams mm-hmm. throughout my life. Um, and sometimes they're people I know and sometimes they're people I don't know. Ooh. And in the dreams, like I don't know how I know the difference, but sometimes I'll engage with them. But most of the time I try to ignore them. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily want all that. Right. Yeah. It's weird opening that door up. Because you can't yeah, really yeah. control what comes in after you kind of accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was the thing with the Easter night nightmare felt like I couldn't even I didn't have a choice. Like it was yeah. I mean with that one also, like it's that one was different. And you have a family to protect and like care for. So that's the other thing too, is you've in some ways like you have to take action because it's bothering you now. It bothered Dan. Like, what if it starts bothering your kids? Right. And right. the fact that person had a, yeah. the same dream that I had yeah. was so... Yuck. That was mm-hmm. really the creepiest thing for me. And also, when I thought that Dan was strangling me, like, yeah. I I saw it, you know, and I thought it was happening for real. Yeah, that's traumatic. So it's I've crafted really- a complete theory about that whole part, that whole story, <laughs> um, separate from your childhood home, where I wanted to ask you one more question, which is, do you feel like Mary was, like, protective of you? Because because you were a child, it's a boarding school. Like, do you it feel... Boarding, it was a boarding house. Boarding house. And, like, you know, wayward travelers. Right. Like, Duh. Okay. That's um, a little different. But, like, I mean, I don't know much about the boarding house, except that it exists. Um, and Mary... It, she could have been. I remember, like, okay, so the thing about engaging with ghosts or not in your dreams or in real life or whatever, um, I remember it not being scary for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, stopping talking to her, but she just kept showing up. Oh, and, that's weird. You know, mm-hmm. but, like, it wasn't, she wasn't ever, like, a bad, bad Right. Yeah. She's probably just, yeah, not moved on. Yeah. Yeah. A funny thing about this house, Meg, that I think you know, but Meg probably doesn't. So we, Sam and I drove by it one day when we were in your parents' town and I was like, 
that house is cute. We should buy that house. And then Sam's like, that house is familiar. I think it's Zoe's parents' house. It was right when it went up for sale. <laughs> and he showed me like the listing because I think you posted it online. Yeah. And I was like, we should definitely buy this house. <laughs> No, now that we know and that's, but like we weren't in the position to buy a house at the yeah. time but now that i hear the story i'm glad i feel like we dodged a bullet yeah it's a really great house and apparently so the new people who bought it my parents told them all about oh good yeah our experiences there because besides my mom my mom like is great but she she doesn't have these experiences like she never had any of those issues mm-hmm. yeah and i envy that but they told them all about this lady in the attic so now they bring her flowers oh that's nice and they like talk to her and stuff and they said like it's been chill that's great that's good that's cute it is cute and then I'm like oh god maybe we were all like just approaching it from too much of like a fear-based right yeah um, but there would t- be times, like, you know, when you wake up and someone's staring yeah. at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're living. Understandable. I, you know, it's such a classic thing, like, the story about your dad going back to the house. Like, anytime people are, like, just changing the energy in the house mm-hmm. or, like, there's a big transitional time, like, that's a, that's, like, a really strong time for things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about your Easter situation more. No, we don't have that more. I mean, I think we just have some questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go Meg? Yeah. So you're talking about the current house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my theory that is completely bonkers and unfounded is that what if that guy murdered someone at your house? No. Yeah. Like strangled I- someone. Yeah, we do still live there. I go over and spend time there regularly. And it has it, the energy is fine now. And I still sometimes, so like even last week, Dan and Clemmy both thought Harrison was sitting at the computer chair and he wasn't. (gasps) No, (laughs) he's learned, it's learning technology. He spends a lot of time on the computer. They both were like, Harry's right there. Oh, Gosh. two separate times like 40 minutes apart and ah. I was just like ah it's cool and like moved oh well yeah. <laughs> yeah. and for the most part like the energy there is like rebalanced and fine and sometimes like sometimes I still feel it mm-hmm. um, but it's not bad like the, I feel like an old man and a woman oh okay so you sense like I think that the guy who visited yeah I think he I think something fucked up happened I think something because you both dreamed of strangling right no we didn't I thought Dan was strangling me Mm -hmm. we both dreamed that there was a man without a face who was attacking us and all of these dead people (laughs) watching you were also at your parents old house and we were picturing yeah we were both up in my parents third floor it was just all like this Uh all different from any other kind of ghost experience it felt way more like I said like demonic which is creepy but yeah I'm not like a Christian or anything but I do I'm like spiritual Mm -hmm. I guess and I believe in all that but yeah I mean the other part of it is that it could even be that guy it doesn't necessarily have to be that he did something wrong like he could have been wronged in that right something Mm. yeah that could have you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. anything like a, a sibling like you know right 
went too yeah. far torturing him or anything. So well, the thing is, like, we knew these people. So we did go to like church with them when I was a kid. Ah, and okay. my mom had been in that house before, and I didn't realize it because she's a midwife. So she delivered a baby there. Oh, and like my sister Sierra said, um, she had been there hanging out with like the older sister. Um, up in what's now Clementine's room, and that's the first place she ever heard Prince. Like they had a record. <laughs> like, wow, this is really specific memory. Really weird, like history with this house already. Yeah, hmm. um, it's odd. But yeah. <laughs> now, do you and your sister Caitlin? Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever like, or you and any of your siblings? Do you like kind of read each other's thoughts on top of just like having shared experiences? I don't know about read each other's thoughts, but all of my siblings and I tend to like <laughs> say the same thing at the same time, like, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's just, just same way. That's just familiar. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think we're all really in tune with each other though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense that you and your sister could also, when you have those experiences, just be kind of like able to get into that level of seeing the same thing. The thing is we're not trying. We're usually just like us being together. Um, Yeah. But we were the closest growing up and like shared a room and stuff. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. On a third floor. (laughs) (laughs) We were little, little, but um, when we were older, we were on the third floor. Ah. Yeah. Could you describe what the guy that came to your house looked like? I didn't see him. Oh, okay. And only came down. I was like laying in the hammock in the backyard, and he was like, "This fucking weirdo just stopped by." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> no, okay. So actually, this guy stopped asked about the truck, and he was like, "And then this creepo got out of the other side and was like, I used to live here.'" <gasps> and then, oh, cool. And he was like, "What's your name?" He was like, "Jake." You know, and I was mm. like, "Jake." I was like, "Oh, Jacob." Okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I wasn't friends with that kid and I barely remember him. Weird. Yeah. And there was somebody who lived at the house between his mm-hmm. family. Yeah, yeah. There was someone who lived between. And like, I'm a big, if we had had any kind of like, or if I had picked up on anything when we were looking at the house, any kind of creepy vibes, like I wouldn't have gone for it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just like guessing. <laughs> I just no. hate it. I think that something definitely happened with this guy and the fact that it was like once I said he wasn't coming back it kind of all settled down. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting that you like intuitively knew to tap into like that thought because I don't well, know if that would be the thought that I would have. I, right. talked, I was like going back and forth with my mom and dad for a couple of days and mm. I had let them both know. I was like the, the weirdest thing happened. Like That kid Jacob stopped and was asking about the truck and like a couple days later when all of this stuff started happening my mom texted and she was like dad thinks it's jacob like something was triggered interesting yeah so it was kind of like yeah because i mean i was cluing them into everything that was happening and it just kept kind of stacking up and yeah that's amazing too that you just had physical expressions of whatever like energy was happening like the draining of that car battery is really common in like paranormal yeah 
scenarios where like energy is basically draws if you have like something energetic uh it's common for like your phone battery will die because mm-hmm. it's taking energy from it i don't read a lot about any of it because i don't want to like open myself up to even more than i already am naturally open to yeah mm-hmm makes sense yeah i mean that's also a big one for like even just alien stuff too yeah where like the draining of energy right like, yeah 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 mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the thought that i had about the disney world thing is i was like were you staying at like the haunted mansion thing? <laughs> 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 and i was like starting to look up murders that happened oh <laughs> dang disney would have covered yeah. it up yeah <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah um, my sister and i were like going to do Disney investigations but yeah <laughs> like okay like you know it wasn't terrible it was just like ugh. like yeah why was that guy walking up on the- yeah it's weird I totally do understand like the idea though of just like because I don't know like weird little things have happened to me that are you I can easily explain away or they could be something more and I'm just like I'm just gonna sit with that I don't know what that was but okay like yeah and I got things to do so Mm -hmm. just gotta keep moving Mm -hmm. do you any other questions Meg let me see I mostly just reactions I am I first of all I love that Dan learned that ghosts are real I want my Dan to learn ghosts are real (laughs) I mean I don't want us to be haunted but I would love for him to just come back and be like oh yeah they're definitely real so (laughs) fingers crossed um, and I also love that your daughters helped you cleanse the house. I think that's so fun. My mom would never. We'd be, like, stowed away. Only because she doesn't want us to believe in that stuff. Not because she's, like, protecting us or something. She's like, no, this isn't real. Go hide in the closet while we figure out why everything is Matilda-ing on us. Even though Meg's parents' house is haunted. Yeah. but yeah. So I just think that's cool. I also think there's, like, a, a lot of strength in numbers when you're trying to, like, push out like negative energy in your house so I just like that <laughs> no further questions just <laughs> reactions how old was um Harry at the time that he had the dream how old is um, he now? he's six now oh so like five yeah like four or five mm. I think it was either it was either this last April or the one before that was it quarantine April or no more? so be the four. one before yeah yeah sorry guys my no, timeline okay. is all screwed up <laughs> Actually, I don't know when his birthday is, so I'm also making it to something. <laughs> Life is also great. Yeah. It wasn't a couple months ago. It was many months ago. Many moons ago. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew the one story about your current house, but I didn't know, like, as many of the other ones. Or well, like, we my, talked a little bit about it. But not my dad is, like, he's always had stuff like this. He talks about how he was riding down the road and, like, a dude was riding in the back of his car for like six miles <laughs> just trying not to look at him in the rear view mirror oh. and dude was just chilling in his back seat what? yeah meanwhile your mom just like my, dad, my mom is just like i don't know she's not it's not that she's probably not attuned but whatever i'm not sure why she would have this experience i mean also just from a practical standpoint like I have to, there's a part of me that has to believe, like, since your mom works with like, Earth. yeah, that there's like probably something else where she's just like, that's the wavelength that she's like more attuned with True. less than like space for other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also I grew up next to a funeral home. So I've been like obsessed with death and ghosts. And stuff mm-hmm. too. 
Yeah. Not obsessed, but like it's been a constant in my life. Yeah. It's just like a fact of life that you're not, you've never been like shielded from in that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the same with birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. One last one about yeah. my dad. He, yeah. Now I'm like, we'll talk about all of them. Got it more. Like he talks about how he and his friends used to like <clears throat> walk and look at this old abandoned house and or walk by this old abandoned house and he saw this woman and she was waving them up to the house and like he and his other three or four friends like all saw her and went to go to the house and like they got there and it's just empty and he said he saw her like at least two or three more times wow just wave come on in come on up and they went (gasps) come on that's crazy simpler times (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we don't have a Nintendo Switch. Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. You guys should have my dad on. Yes. Me, if he wants to talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's funny because, like, I wonder. My, so my mom grew up next to a graveyard. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's told me a couple times, like, things that she thought were haunted. But she mostly, like, blows it off. But I wonder, like, if there's anything that she grew up with that she just, like, doesn't really talk about or, like, has, has just kind of, like, socked away in her memory. Yeah. Because the one house that she feels like we lived in that was haunted was when I was in kindergarten. And, like, it was in New Jersey. And I was just, like, there were probably rats in there. It was New Jersey, like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, kind of thinking and talking about other people's stories, like, my coworker this kind of gets into reincarnation. Oh, yeah. We love that kind of stuff. She says that her one daughter says she died in a fire in an orphanage That's and, like, has had memories of, like, burning in a fire oh. in an orphanage. And, like, I think that she did investigate farther and found, like, some bit of history. But, yeah, just Whoa. that, like, kind of thinking of it in past lives and stuff. Like, yeah. Do you happen to remember, or did your coworker say, like, if it was, like, an orphanage that burned, like, many, many years before her daughter was born, or if it was, like, nearby was, here or somewhere far away? I don't remember if she said where it was, but I know, like, her daughter was, like, three and four at the time when mm-hmm. she told her I died in a fire mm-hmm. and my mommy and daddy were dead. Like, oh. and I'm like... <laughs> Oh damn! Oh no! Got it all out there. Yeah, we had one of our friends on who remembers being born, and we talked about reincarnation. Yeah, era episode. Yeah, and one of the things I can't remember where it came from, but I had also heard it somewhere. Is like there's some theories that like there's a a time where Mm -hmm. where you die, and then the soonest you're usually reincarnated, and it's usually like what was it, eighteen months or something? Yeah, something weird like that. Like kind of quick. at, at a minimum, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's usually, like, a gap. So it's not just, like, you die and you're born. There's, like, a waiting period. Yeah. And some people also remember the time where they waited, like, to be reincarnated. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is... I don't know if I mentioned... I probably mentioned this on the podcast because I only have so many weird stuff. But um, <laughs> my mom told me that when I was little and she was holding me in her arms, that's how tiny I was, I looked up at her and I, like, put my hand up to her face and I said... I held you like this when you were this little. Oh, shit. And she was like, okay, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. But I don't remember, obviously, I don't remember that at all. But she was like, oh, 
okay. Wow. Yeah. What do you say to that? But then, like, it's comforting in a way, isn't it? No, it's just Moose. He's just coughing. This is just the dog. Pause. <laughs> He's just shocked by the story as well. I think. Uh, oh man. Yeah, she wasn't scared. She thought it was like nice. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's comforting and nice. Like, yeah. These are amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing them. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. So I knew a little bit about what you were going to share your story today. And so I put together some information about cleansing your space, because I think that, at least for me, I think it's a useful practice, but I, definitely in your situation, it wasn't either the only or the thing to do at all <laughs> right and I think that there's different times where it can be useful and times where you know you need to do other things I think maybe I needed professional help <laughs> 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 or your specific like statement that like that person isn't here anymore so like they have to go away I think that's more of what me the moment called for right mm-hmm. but as you both now this year I've been diving into learning about folk magic and witchcraft as a personal and self-care practice. So one of the things that I've learned right out of the gate is about different ways to cleanse space because when it's the appropriate time to do so, it can be a useful tool, I think, but it's not what's called for every occasion. (laughs) (laughs) I really adopted using cleansing for space, objects, and energies, and it's something that I use to ground myself or kind of like reset a moment before I move forward in situations. It's also good because we like to bring a lot of vintage shit home into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so taking a moment to just kind of like clear the energy of stuff. Um, at least for me, it's kind of like a nice intentional moment to kind of like be like, this is the thing that I'm bringing into my home. I have a mirror for you to work <laughs> on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know about mirrors. I feel like those just need to be covered and put aside. I, I cover mine at night. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good move. Because I think if I was in your situation, sorry, I, I would do exactly the same thing. I would be like, what are the basics for like cleansing a space? Mm-hmm. People in your situation would have done exactly what you did. And from like everything you described, like I was like, you checked all the boxes correctly. So it's clearly bigger than <laughs> what that is. Um, we also talked a little bit about this in our episode where our friend Casey Falzone did our tarot readings, she talked about her process for cleansing her tarot deck and just her, her kind of like mindset. She uses burning sage um, mm-hmm. and uses the smoke to purify the deck or the area that she's working in. And um, she also uses the crystal selenite, mm-hmm. which she showed us you can rub um, you know, across your... What was your the crystal name that you said? Selenite. Selenite, and that, like, cleanses? 
Yeah, selenite is for um, like people who use crystals, it's often used as a cleansing crystal. It also can be a charging crystal. Ooh. And there's different ways to use it. Okay. So the what I'm gonna talk about isn't it's you know, I've researched it very like 101 Instagram, TikTok witchcraft stuff, <laughs> but you know, it's foundational things that if any of you listeners out there are interested in this, I definitely recommend you do your own research and decide on what works for you. The one thing I want to talk about right at the top, though, is um, you talked about burning sage, Zoe, and I burn sage in our house, but there's been a lot of conversation online about if smudging with white sage, if it's cultural appropriation or right. if it's problematic. Right. And I think for the moment that we're in, it definitely is problematic. And I figured it'd be a good time to talk about it. So, cause it was a good education for me and for any of our listeners. Like when I was in college, I had a friend who was really into like smudging our house and doing these things. Mm-hmm. She was also into like going to like festivals and smoking lots of weed. Like, so I was just like, oh cool. That's just like a thing. But um, in looking at some articles and from just listening to other people talk on the subject, I want to share some information I found about why smudging with white sage is problematic, but it doesn't have to be. Mm. So in order to talk about a problematic subject, I figured we should go to a problematic publication, which is bustle.com. <laughs> bustle.com has some good articles. You can read up more about why it's controversial, but um, the article is Burning Sage Cultural Appropriation, Here's How to Smoke Cleanse in Sensitive Ways by Nyla Burton. It was a really good primer. It's a good overview in the article. Um, and she did some actual interviews with people to talk about it. This is a quote from her article on Bustle. An article by Indigenous Corporate Training Incorporated, a Canadian organization that delivers anti-bias trainings, says that smudging is traditionally a ceremony for purifying or cleansing the soul of negative thoughts of a person or place. And that it's a term mostly originating from Indigenous tribes in North America. So when non-people burn sage to specifically smudge their homes or spaces, it can minimize the cultural importance of this ritual and have a negative impact on how the herbs are grown. Instead, advocates say non-Native folks can learn to cleanse their spaces in ways that are more culturally and ecologically sensitive. One thing that's really interesting that I I didn't remember from history class, although I'm sure I learned it, is that it was illegal for Native people to practice their religion until 1978 in the U.S., and many were jailed and killed just for keeping our ways alive, including my great-grandfather, says Ruth Hawkins, who's a Dakota Lakota Sioux writer. Smudging is one of the practices in a lot of those Native American tribes and cultures, so it's important to be sensitive. Even right now, um, Native people are fighting to be able to perform smudging in hospitals for mm. people there for. So it's definitely, you know, it's an issue that affects people even now. Yeah, definitely. So knowing that, and like after looking through the article, the biggest takeaway that I have, so the adoption of the actual term smudging, since it specifically refers to the cultural, spiritual, and or religious practices of Native American Indigenous people, um, that's a term that we can easily interchange for smoke cleansing or a term like clearing away the energy with smoke. So that's a simple one where like the, it's not so much the practice that's problematic, it's adopting the terminology Mm -hmm. um, when it's specific to a group of people. Right, Um, because smudging is a sacred act. Yes, whereas like smoke cleansing, that's not only specific to Native American groups, it's something that happens throughout. 
I don't know if you ever went to a Catholic mass, but yeah, damn if the frankincense wasn't burning. Right. <laughs> so we can agree that burning things in order to cleanse energies totally, you know, generally totally cool, right? But one of the issues that comes along with this is the use of white sage specifically. So there's white sage, there's sage, and then there's other variations, but white sage has a lot of particular medicinal uses. And, you know, the level to which white sage is sacred for specific cultures, that's like still in debate, like lots of medicines and things that we found in current society, you know, people had used hundreds of years ago for the same purposes and were important to those groups. Um, so while the jury is kind of like out on that, the more specific issue that people have a problem with with white sage is that it's being harvested in ways that aren't sustainable. Mm. Right? Like you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. And right. it's a limited resource, right? Right. It's not the kind of sage that at least where we are in the Northeast can just like grow wildly. It's grown mm-hmm. mostly in like Southwestern U.S. And the way that people harvest it, there's over harvesting it. Right. A rule of thumb used both in green witchcraft as well as just regular gardeners <laughs> or like people who are just regular people wanting to harvest herbs, which is try to only take about one third of what's available so that the rest can replenish itself and that there's more for next time. Um, so it's just being over harvested and it's a, it's an issue. Now you can still smoke cleanse with other types of ingredients that are burnable. So you can use regular sage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Palo Santo wood, which yeah. Is also kind, kind of, of problematic. Yeah, it's kind of right there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, it doesn't seem like from the research I've done that it's at the same level. I'm not saying that excuses me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think your intentions are problematic. Like, you know, I think that uh, the argument can be made that you can burn Palo Santo and, like, you're not out there buying it all up and, like, I don't know, burning it and saying it's your sacred right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, one of the other things is definitely to your point, like there's also no evidence that it's a resource as scarce as other resources. There's lots of Palo Santo wood and there's ways to get, buy some online that are ethically sourced. Right. Mm-hmm. With any of this, like, it's just good to educate yourself and be aware outside of yourself. And once you know more, you can be like, okay, this is all right for me in this capacity or like, "Mm, I better not, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just also a respect for the practices. It's just like when people celebrate Dia de los Muertos, like, are you just dressing up in these colors and these these looks because you want to look pretty or are you acknowledging your past love? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like, I don't think like me personally, I can't make that call. So I kind of just stay away from that stuff. But like, I think, I think you have to know your intentions going into it. So before today, I didn't know that smudging was insensitive and that's, you know, it's so good to know that because now I know like there's other options. You don't have to say that you don't have to do it that way. Like, Unless you understand the practices, maybe if you you research what this is and you're on the same spiritual path, like then it makes sense. But if you're not, then why are you doing? Why are you doing it? It's the same as like going to church and having the sacrament. Like if you're not 
bought into this. Why, why are you going through all of these steps? But also if my house is haunted to high heaven, I'm going to try everything I can. You know what I mean? I was like, I had never tried to like smoke cleanse my house before I'd burn incense and stuff like mm-hmm. on the regular. But yeah, that was definitely like, I looked up everything that I could do, like the salt, like, Posing everything, <laughs> so it, that, those aren't my normal like standard practices. Mm-hmm. Totally, it was a panic. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing too is like you were using it for like personal and like arguably or to some level maybe like spiritual use versus like oh I'm gonna get a really good picture for Instagram because I think that is oh, another okay. big issue we see too where like right now like burning sage bundles is like super trendy mm-hmm. and yeah like and it's sold everywhere versus like as a tool that people buy because they need it I think another one I mean I definitely want to talk a little bit more about smoke cleansing but I think another one is like you can also cleanse energy or spaces with sound oh and clapping. yeah clapping is a big one um bells so Tibetan singing bowls is like mm. another one where people are like so is that like problematic then you know like and I don't have an answer yeah <laughs> yeah no. I don't expect you to. I'm just now I'm thinking yeah. critically about it. Like, oh yeah. And I think some of the differences are, I think like it's like what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. where your intentions are, and then also like potentially thinking about where are we buying these things from. Cause like, you know, right. if you're definitely like you shouldn't be buying from big corporations anyway, if that's like your line of thought already, then you might be somebody who's ready to say like, and I'm not ready to buy from any manufacturer, small or big, if they're not the real deal or if they're not coming from the source or I'm not educated in that. But like, also it's okay to, to figure out where you are in that spectrum of like comfort. And then also educate yourself to have those conversations when it comes mm-hmm. up, when people have questions. Because like, I don't know, I, so this is like interesting because it also comes into play with like the argument against yoga. I listened to like- <gasps> I've yeah. never heard that before. There's a yoga argument? I mean, like, well, when Go. people like consider themselves yogis. Oh. And I could see it. Well, you know, anyone who is a zealot and is taking over part of another culture that they don't come from, like, it can be, I think anything can be problematic. And yeah. then, like, it comes back to like, your intention so when I do yoga I'm just like I just need to like be in myself for a minute and stretch mm-hmm. and make not feel like my hip is popping out of right. the side you know? <laughs> yeah so it's just like anything I don't and it is also a good argument though it is also hard to say with like something like yoga right like it's a practice that like as like many things might start as cultural appropriation and it doesn't divorce them of that but as things become part of like bigger dominant culture like where does that line go if it's really blurry so there's no clear answer I think some other folks feel like with yoga too like and I can't remember the exact like argument but I listened to this person like who I've been following for a while like talk about their opinions like it originated as like a particular spiritual practice mm-hmm. and or even like um like Buddhist meditation like People are always just like, when it comes from another place and like, if you're not like fully invested in that and if you're trying to profit off of it is another big right. factor too. Like yeah. that's right. that, like, a different line. So it's a spectrum of 
problematic faves. That's what I was I was going to say, because I feel like, I, was, I don't know if our listeners are feeling this way right now, but I feel like the natural inclination is to get defensive. And when you like turn and look inward, you're like, have I been doing all of this stuff wrong? And I don't think that the answer is yes, unless you're like monetizing all of these things that you're doing, uh, then maybe you should take a step back and like re- calibrate how you're going to monetize yourself but like I think at the end of the day the importance is awareness and respect of the practices so I think that if you are in the religion of a yogi and this is your way of life like whatever they do I don't know so I'm not going to go into it I also can't really speak to it this much but I just think you need to have a respect for these practices and an understanding and an awareness that like you know you're doing it for these benefits and you're thankful that you're given the chance to do it within the realms of these other people. I think most people are coming from that place too. Yeah. And I think there's definitely like degrees. I mean, cause there's a lot of things too, where like for me, at least personally, also speaking here that like, there's a lot of things where I'm like, nah, this is kind of problematic or whatever, but I accept or acknowledge like that I'm okay with it because we're not even okay with it, but I'm just like, this is not a battle that I'm going to pick with myself. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and then the other part of it too is like, I, again, like, I think we're all saying if not to speak for everybody, but when it's a point of like self-exploration, it's kind of like a starting point. Like now that you know this, like now it's your responsibility to go look at more if you want to, or if you're okay with where you're at, you know, that's okay too. Like you, you do you, but I think it's good to be aware of some of the conversation out there about this kind of stuff. And I was also getting, this is like very stupid, but I was getting very bummed because I was like. I was sad because I felt like uh, I felt like white cultures were kind of boring when it comes to mysticism, like the mysticism side. So I was like, I was really looking into it. And but there's something for everybody like the, the Celtic culture is so freaking cool. And so is like Nordic culture and like Nordic wear, like the way they do, like their the face painting and stuff. So like even if you're not of there's stuff for you too you just need to work you got to look a little bit for it you know what I mean if you want to get into mysticism and you're white like look up the Celts they have a lot of cool shit you know there's also like a difference between appreciation and appropriation yeah yeah line and I think it's clear when someone is crossing that line yeah, like you know, I don't think it. everyone needs to stop doing yoga now but <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah like, when they start claiming it when like white people start being like oh we we right yoga and we do it better like you know that's when you're like hell no like (laughs) yeah and there's the another really cool thing so like you just need to accept that some things you just can't do so like we had sapphire sandalo on from stories of sapphire and there's this really cool tattoo ritual in the philippine culture i think it's called batuk but i'm not sure i might have to fact check that and it's so cool. And there's only like a few tattoo artists that actually practice this. And literally they get like, like tattoo basically designs from your ancestors and like putting it on. It's like a, like a, kind of like a spell and like a, a way to honor your family and your past. And it's like, I'm so jealous. That's so cool. <laughs> if I was Filipino, I would do that in a heartbeat, but I recognize that I'm not. And that's not my culture. And I can't do that, but I'm sad about it. Gonna get a Maori like chin tattoo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's so. Yeah. I mean, it's I nice. appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it totally is hard. Is. And you know, there's this is an even bigger conversation too because like there's a lot of conversation about like, well, where does like witchcraft come from? 
Right. And so, you know, we're not going to solve all that, but if I can wrap us up with some tips on other kinds of cleansing that you can look into. Yeah. So we had talked about smoke cleansing. You brought up incense, Zoe. That's definitely another one on the list. Like you can use incense for smoke cleansing. Um, like I said, I am personally a fan of Palo Santo. It's one of the few smells that I can smell and I <laughs> love it. But there's also um, the writer of the Bustle article recommends burning cinnamon sticks. Now, a big thing is that you want to check and maybe like triple check for sources what is safe to burn. Just because, just because you see somebody burn something on Instagram or TikTok, like doesn't mean that that's not actually going to poison you in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like hurt your pets. Like yeah. pets are super sensitive to smells. Like essential oils with cats can be really right. hard on the systems. Birds. I learned that you can't have a pet bird and use nonstick things because what? it can jack up your pets. Wow. Yeah, because birds are super sensitive, I guess. But so you can make herb bundles. You can burn them. Um, just don't call them smudge sticks. Like you are smoke cleansing, you are not smudging. Um, unless that's a part of your like cultural practice. Right. Some other ways you can cleanse, we talked about sounds. So you can use chimes, use clapping. Some people will cleanse with like energetic dance. Um, you can also use salt um, or other types of like hard materials. Um, and then you also can clear the energy with your intention and just like yourself. So these are just some of the ways that you can do this. And if any of these sound interesting to you, I definitely recommend you look into them. I'm a big fan of sound cleansing. I got a little glockenspiel, like that's a mini xylophone type thing. And you can like hit it because... Um, especially in my office when I'm having like a bad day at work or I need to kind of like reset the mood. Uh, I work in the office with all my reptiles and they cannot be around candles. So smell cleansing with essential oils and stuff wouldn't work for me in that room. And we'll link to a video that I really like from um, this woman, or I'm sorry, this person named Bunny. She goes by Sest Bonbon on TikTok and YouTube, and she's great. A little bit about cleansing. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know any of that, honestly. Yeah. Now when I see it in movies, I'm going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) you guys, do better. Are you guys ready to play a game? Yeah. Okay, so today we're playing Fiction or For Real Exorcist Virgin. Whoa. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. So normally we each pick an example of exorcism of like it for in this case it would be exorcisms and then the other two have to guess but this took like a little bit of research so i'm just gonna name i have five um and your options there's actually three options in this because people love taking real life exorcisms and making the movies so we have fake real or real and fiction it was real and it was made into a movie okay you guys cool with that? Yeah, so you're going to quiz us. I'm quizzing y'all. Okay. And they're all depressing. <laughs> oh, good. Fiction or I never heard about happy exorcism, have you? <laughs> no. Yeah, one where they just, like, get their, they are possessed, yeah. and then they just get their, <laughs> yeah, get their lives together, and they're like, no, bring them back. I didn't want this. Okay. Okay. Let's start. Okay. This German woman's demonic possession was actually an undiagnosed brain disorder, possibly epilepsy, schizophrenia, or both. But being a religious young woman, Annalise welcomed exorcism to help cure her. After 67 attempts, each unsurprisingly unsuccessful, the 23-year-old succumbed to starvation. 
Two of her priests were convicted of homicide. Is it fiction, for real, or both? I'll let you go first, because I think I know. I don't know. I'm going to say for real. Okay, okay. Hyper-specific, 67 of them. Yeah. I'm going to say it's both, because I think I know which one it is, but I might be wrong. Which one do you think it is? I think it's both, because I think it's the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose. You are right! Bonus points! Uh, We're not doing points, but it is both real (laughs) and fiction. And the only reason I know that, though, is because when that movie came out, I demanded to see it, and then I, like, learned everything I could about it, and then I promptly forgot because it's been 10 years. <laughs> look, how, look how it came back. Wow, it did come back. Yeah, so such a bummer that it's real, and then someone heard that story and said, let's make a movie. Uh, poor sadly. But let's make it American. Yeah. <laughs> it's very American. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Uh, Romanian nun Mark. Kisha Irina Cornici was 23 when she began hearing voices. She thought it was the devil talking to her. Although she was treated for schizophrenia, she relapsed and was then subjected to an exorcism. Bound to a cross, gagged with a towel, and left in a dank convent room for three days without food and water, Cornici died of suffocation and dehydration. I mean, that's hyper-specific, the dying. Yeah, it sounds like some fucked up shit the church would do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's for real or do you think it's both? I don't know. I think it's for real. I also think it's for real. I was trying to think of, like, if there was a movie I could think about. The only one that comes to my mind is The Nun, and that wasn't what that was about. So I'm also going to say for real. Full disclosure, I don't watch scary movies. Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. like Mostly because sometimes they're based on much like Only if they're really obvious. Oh, no, no, no. You guys both got this one right. This one is real, and it's not a movie. It's just a total bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Because aren't exorcisms typically only for, like, Catholic priests to perform? Catholic priests, yeah. Should be. Like, officially, because otherwise it's, like, banishing a demon or cleansing, like, right? Like, exorcism is the Catholic word. Okay. And they've gotten, like, way, because of these examples I just said, they've gotten way stricter, and there's, like, way more protocols in place to ensure that it's not a mental health issue, because obviously these are gross, like, treatments of of people that they were supposed to protect. So, you know, the church. Also, the church kind of branded it. They're like, exorcisms, TM. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's see. We only have three more. I know. These are bummers. Um, We'll end on a happy note. We definitely will. I'm saving a fun one for last. Oh, good. Okay. So this one is Reverend Cotton Marcus was a a reverend seeking to destigmatize exorcism. He exercises a girl named Nell. Uh, Nell was restrained due to the fact that earlier she had cut her brother's face with a knife. She was also found attempting to drown a doll while sleepwalking. After being interrogated by Reverend Marcus, it was found that Nell was not possessed, but just a deeply troubled woman. There is a movie called Nell, and she tell you the wind, so. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> There's a movie called Nell? Isn't she, like, in the mountains yes. or something, though? Yeah. That's a nice a- movie, though, right? It's not like a, maybe this is, okay. Uh, it's kind of nice. They, like, try and force her into civilization, and mm. she admits so. Okay, is this the same thing we're talking about? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I, I'm going to say both just because I've always said the other option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alyssa? You do? Because the name, okay, the so. If I, well, that, and I also think, like, 
okay, this is my process. His name is Marcus Cotton, and he's a reverend, but I thought only priests could perform exorcisms officially. Aren't there reverends in church, though? Isn't that a form of... Reverends were not... I think they're Christian, but they're not Catholic. So it's only... But I could be wrong. Okay. I think, like, exorcism, trademark. Also, it's now, no last name, right? Like, copyright. I just feel like, Meg, you didn't have enough specifics about, like, location or (laughs) numbers. You laid it up. Dang it, you're right. I I tried. I tried to make it sound like the other stuff, but it's hard to make it... I even looked to see if they had, like, a time period. I mean, I, you're not wrong. I believed it. I believed it. <laughs> okay. It's called The Last Exorcism or Nell 2, The Revenge. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think <laughs> it works. I believe you again. <laughs> I was like, wait, is it? No, it's it's just called The Last Exorcism. They'll get reintegrated into society. You can't handle it. it. needs to be exercised. And they're like, no, actually, it's just the pressures of everyday life. Like, <laughs> yeah. You should go part-time. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just a regular mental breakdown. Okay. Only two more. This one. Anna Eklund was born in 1882, and her name is unknown. Don't know why that's in there. Her, her father <laughs> accused her of being possessed by the devil at age 14 after she refused his sexual advances. After several years and two lengthy exorcisms interspersed by foul play, thanks to Anna's father's lover, a woman named Mina, who practiced black magic, and introduced another genomic possession, Anna was finally freed from her demons in december of 1928 Ugh. yeah this one's rough yeah i'm still reeling on the father's sexual advances. yeah sorry guys i, I think this one's also fiction really i think this so sounded a lot more like more detail it could be both but i'm gonna go with fiction is my guess i'm going with true it's both. You're both right. I love this oh. game. You can. Bo- I'm, I mean, I'm sad that this story is real, but I'm happy that <laughs> you both got it right. <laughs> yeah, it's the movie is called The Exorcism of Anna Eklund. Oh. Yep. Not watching that. Okay. We have one more here. Father Max has an online exorcism show that streams live exorcisms. Many dispute the show's credibility, as oftentimes these exorcisms seem staged. Though boasting thousands of followers, his social media still does not have any blue check marks. A woman named Lane was the most recent guest and the most believable. When streamed, all members of Max's team encountered supernatural experiences. Is this Japanese? <laughs> I'm not giving you any hints. <laughs> I just remembered I watched like one of those like flopped ham like YouTube compilation deals where they're like, a woman is exercised on live TV. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a really good movie pitch. Yeah. Like, if I was an executive, I would buy this movie. Okay. Being mega church, but mega exorcism. I think it might be for real. That, I know that sounds stupid. I'm gonna let's be contrary. So okay. you think it's you think it's fiction? I think it's for real. It is fiction. It's totally fake. Yeah. If it was real, I'd be following this Twitter so fast. You can't. <laughs> the blue check mark thing was yeah. kind of a thing that got yeah. me. I, I just, thought that was going to trick you, but I also left it ambiguous. Wait, so what movie is it? It's called The Cleansing Hour, and I'm definitely watching it because it's like one of those movies <laughs> where. Hour? 
Yeah, the cleansing hour. But um, it's one of those movies where like you watch it through other viewers. Like you watch it, like you see what a guy on the train looking at his phone sees from this live stream, and then it goes to the. Anyway, it just sounds really cool. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, so that's called the cleansing hour. I'm definitely gonna try to find it. And that was fiction or for real. I had so much fun looking these up. I mean, a lot of them were bummers. <laughs> a lot of them were just people didn't know how to diagnose mental health issues in the past, but. We've come a long way, and now most of it's going to be fiction, which is good and positive. Until we have, like, stories about people who are like, uh, did you ever see Man on the Moon? The Andy um, Kaufman, like, with Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman. Did you ever see that movie, like? No, no, I haven't. Until now, we have people who are like, we're going to cure the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> says the coronavirus out of you with prayer, and then people are just going to die. That's oh, what's happening. just use leeches. Yeah. Yeah. Next business idea. Jot it down. <laughs> so it was so great to have you on. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just plug it for you because I want everyone to know you can follow Zoe's band Lonesome Redbirds at Instagram. Uh, it's Lonesome underscore Redbirds, where Zoe plays music and sings with your husband Dan and my husband Sam. So it's a trio, and I get treated to port shows, and they're great. So yeah. check out their Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Meg, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's Meg Gets Money, gets spelled G O E T Z. Yeah, and you can find me at Alyssa Trez on all the things, and on Instagram if you want to see my plants and lizards at Variegated Reticulated. Definitely follow that, it's so fun. How many, name how many lizards and snakes you have, because I count, every time I see a story, there's more. Yeah, so, it's a lot right now. What is it, like eight lizards, three snakes? Uh, it's like that, sure. I heard there's a milk snake. Now. There is. I have 13 total. <gasps> that's a lot, but that's cool. Yeah, it kind of exploded in the last couple of weeks, but I chalk it up to, I don't want, I want to, if I have to raise baby snakes, I want to raise them all together at the same time. Yeah. Around with this every year, you have a new baby to deal with. I don't want any of that. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm not calling you out. I love seeing a new little face every time I log on. Well, yeah. So follow me there for more stuff and follow Real Chills on Instagram and make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast. Hit that button now. Thanks, Zoe. Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Demamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.